Welcome to Real Success with Steve Dennis. You are now tuned in to another episode of Real Success. This is the podcast where we share inspiring stories based on relationships, encouragement, attitude, and the leading of self. We're so glad you can join us. And now, here's your host, Steve Dennis. Well, hello and welcome to Real Success with Steve Dennis. I am so excited that you have joined me today on this podcast, on this episode. And I'm excited about it because of the fact I'm going to be talking to you uh, from this particular thought. Okay, I'm excited about it. Okay, so listen to this. Check this out. Get up, dress up and go out. (laughs) I just love it. Okay, we're going to talk in in a little more details of what I mean by get up, dress up and going out. Okay, so basically, let me start by sharing with you that I think is so vitally important for each and every one of us to recognize, um, you know, that. You know, self-confidence is something that really helps us and allows us to get up and to dress up and to go out. And um, I'm going to share a wonderful, amazing story with you that will help to um, uh, really clarify and bring more to um, to the forefront of what we mean by this particular subject. OK, before I do that, um, you know, here's something I know. And um, this is this has become so very true for me um, and the way I you know, attempt to be a, a good parent, especially when my three grown uh, kids were uh, children. And um, at the same time, it is somewhat of a, a pattern and a process that I continue to try to cultivate and maintain, even with my now uh, six grandchildren. Okay. And here's what I know, and I think that no matter who you are, what I'm about to share with you will be very important um, for you to uh, make application of with others, but ultimately to bring application out of it with yourself as well. Okay, here we go. So here's a thought I want you to think into that is so vitally important. And literally, I'm going to show you and share with you how true it is in your life. And here it is, a loved child, a child that is loved, would take it for granted that he or she is valued. Isn't that true? A loved child will literally take it for granted that he or she is valued and carry that confident feeling through adulthood. Oh, I just love that. Now, yeah, think about it for a moment. What is it that can sometimes intercept the confidence? Or what is it that sometimes can come along and to devalue or decrease the confidence that we oftentimes have, especially as a loved child? Now, time out for a moment. If you have an influence with children in any capacity, my strongest suggestion to you would be to make sure that you continue to exemplify, share, and show love towards children. Think about it. You're contributing to their success when you do. 
A loved child would take it for granted that he or she is valued and carry that confident feeling through adulthood. Now, when you and I think about that confident feeling, let me give you a list of things that will kind of help to amplify what what does it mean to continue to have that confidence and that confident feeling, okay? So here's the list. Confidence, what is it? Confidence is believing in yourself, okay? We're going to talk about it. Confidence is also learning from the past, and that's big, learning from the past. And confidence is also being open to change, being open to change. You know, I, I'm thinking about, um, I was on another podcast the other day and I was sharing with the audience of how, you know, my mom modeled confidence for me. You know, I, I again, I started working with my mom at a restaurant. She was the head cook there. And, you know, I basically took on that, that position, not because I applied for it. <laughs> Some of my past behavior, you know, is that growing up with, uh, again, my dad was 61 years old when I was born. So when I'm 10, 11 years old, dad is already in his 70s and he comes home from work and he eats, takes a bath and he goes to sleep after watching Sanford and Son. And so here I am, a young kid and uh, got a lot of free time on my hand and it's easy to manipulate and to maneuver through, um, you know, doing some things I really have no business doing, hanging out with the wrong crowd, for an example. So I was about to start a new career that my mama, my mom <laughs> intercepted and interrupted real quick called shoplifting. <laughs> OK, and so my mom didn't ask her boss. She told her boss that I need to bring my son to work with me so I can keep an eye on him, especially on the weekends, because I refuse to let the streets take him from me and to have him to get caught up in a lifestyle that would not be good for him. I just love that about her. But being at, having that time of spending that time. So basically, I was around my mom from age 12 at work. Okay. In other words, from 1977 all the way through 1986. <laughs> my last day on that job was a week before I got married in the month of March of 1986. <laughs> it's kind of funny now that I think about it. But here's my point. My mom modeled confidence and the reason why I'm sharing that is because of the fact this is a lady who literally lost three sons in a fire in 1963, two years before I was born. And, and the mom who lost those three sons was not the same mom that raised me. I had no indications, no, no evidence, no examples, no, in other words, I had no signs that my mom was a, a person who had lost three children in the fire. She modeled confidence. She believed in herself. She learned from her past. And I love this one. Some kind of way, my mom had found a way of being kind to herself, even after experiencing a traumatic event. And I want to challenge you and I that confidence is when you and I can do the same thing, okay? But now she modeled that behavior for me. And uh, the reason I'm sharing that is because of the fact that um, I had no idea until later in life of how that confidence would continue to help shape and make the person who I became. Now, what I mean by that is simply this, my friend. Have you noticed in life that if we're not careful, 
we can either take on the role in our own lives of being a victim or a villain or the hero. And I, you know, I want to just share with you, I think sometimes what has happened to us is that we've allowed past conditions and circumstances and events to smother out or to put on hold that hero's journey, that hero's role that we should be playing in our own lives. Okay. Now, here's what I mean by that. I know for me, um, you know, I, I spent years of being the villain in my own journey. In other words, I would uh, be quick to degrade me or be quick to attack me. And oh yes, a villain will also be quick to attack others as well. And then I remember the time in my life that I, I got into the victim's role, especially um, uh, you know after my father passed and during that time frame in my life, uh, you know, why my dad had to die and another question, why did he have to be so old? And I had that victim's mindset and it showed up real big in my life in my early 20s because I, I, I found myself living with an inferiority complex that if people were looked different than me or if they acted different from me, if their, if their income was higher than mine, I was inferior to those people. No, no fault on their own. It was my own inside issues that I was walking, that I was living with. You see, my friend, inferiority happens to be a state of mind. Inferiority is a state of mind in which you've declared yourself a victim. <laughs> okay. And so the, the, the challenge today and what we're talking about in, in regards to why is it good for us to be talking about getting up, dressing up and going out? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Okay, so as a child, one of my most fondest memories, I had a brother, my, my brother Edgar uh, is about 11 years older than me. And, um, you know, so when I'm eight, nine and 10 years old, Edgar is like, and he's, he's already a teenager. So his shoe size is bigger than mine. His clothing are bigger than mine. And, 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 and oh my goodness, after having a, 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 a going through a repetitious, re repetitional stage of watching my childhood shows like Superman starting George Reeves and Batman and Robin starting Adam West and Burt Ward, <laughs> okay? Uh, you know, having a cape was a sign for me of being my, of being a hero. And so it was easy for me uh, being, when my brother was gone away to either work or school, I would take one of his 1973 uh, <laughs> long collared shirts, you know, the kind that you button up, you know what I'm talking about, like a dress shirt. And I would take that top button and wrap it around my neck and button that button up, you know, and, and the rest of the shirt would just kind of flow behind me. And that was my cape. I had a purple cape. <laughs> my brother had a, a blue shirt, a red one. Oh, yes. And all these different color shirts became my auto and my image became my cape. And so it was, I just had the time of my life going outside, getting up and, and, and going outside and dressing up and going outside. And my father's tools, such as the shovel or, or the, you know, the different other instruments that he would use to uh, plow the garden and, and, you know, dig up things or whatever. Those became the bad guys. I would fight 
I'm, I'm saving Metropolis or uh, Gotham City, <laughs> okay? And I'm fighting the bad guys and I become the hero who saved the day. And that image of being a hero was strong in me as a child. Keep in mind what I said to you earlier that a loved child would take it for granted that he or she is valued and carry that confident feeling through adulthood. You see, my friend, you and I have a choice every day. Am I going to play in life from the level, from the place or the space of being a victim or my own villain or my hero? And so it was exciting for me that that story and, and all of us know what it's like. Many of us, I probably should say, many of us can identify with what it's like when you're a child to be the hero of your journey or the hero of your story. You see, my friend, I love sharing what I'm about to share with you now. I just love, love, love it that you and I, no matter who we are, we have been gifted. I won't go into all of them today, but at least with six intellectual faculties, okay? Intellectual faculties, okay? And so, but I want to talk about two of those intellectual faculties, okay? And, and, and one of them happens to be the gift of memory, the gift of memory. And wouldn't you agree with me that sometimes having this gift of memory that we can sometimes even um, use our memory, which happens to be a gift, but we can use it against ourselves. In other words, by always playing the same story or the same episode of an event that happened in our lives that was rated R. And we continue to rehearse it over and over again Listen to me very carefully. We rehearse, we rehearse the pain. We rehearse the issues. We rehearse the abuse, okay, or the bullying or whatever it was that we have classified to be rated R. We rehearse it instead of reversing it. And I want to talk to you about the second, one of the, the second most important uh, intellectual faculties that we've been given, and that is the gift of imagination, Oh, yes, that same gift that I was using that many of us were using on a regular basis when we were children, when we were younger. We imagine ourselves. If you were to ask us when we were kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? We, we would either say a police officer or a fireman. Okay, or we had some other, you know, whatever we kind of viewed or, or deemed in our, in our young stage as being a hero's position. <laughs> okay. And so my whole point is simply this. With the with the gift of imagination, is this is what I love about it, is that you and I at, at will, anytime that we want, we can imagine a future that is bigger, better, and brighter than any story from your past. But you know as well as I do, it takes a hero to be on a journey to create that emerging future, okay? Now, it, it became somewhat uh, strong in my own awareness. Now, this is where I got my, my subject matter from, my topic today. Get up, dress up, and go out, okay? Because even though, right? I mean, it, you know, I would get up and uh, take my brother's shirt and dress up 
and I would go out the backyard. My parents, the backyard of our, of our house, that became, oh my goodness, it was, a, to me at that time, it was a big backyard and I had, I could use my imagination and I could just have everything classified as a city. And I would show up. <laughs> I'm running as fast as I could. I got my arms stretched out like I'm flying. <laughs> okay. And I'm just having the time of my life cultivating this hero's role in my life. And I think many of us have done that until around age 12 or 13. When all of a sudden our minds shift and we become more concerned about what other people think about us and what people say to us. And we start collecting that data and allowing our own minds to be overwhelmed with the data from the outside that we forget about the deity of the destiny that lies on the inside, who we were really meant to be. You see, my friend, each and every one of us, we were meant to become the hero of our own journey. So here I am, I'm in my 20s. I'm married, two kids. I'm in my early 20s. I'm working at a youth detention center. And all of a sudden I hear about a new job opening for um, the UPS, to work for UPS you know, the big brown trucks, vans. And uh, the job I applied for was a part-time job that had the potential of turning into a full-time job. And so I applied and I got hired on to be a part-time worker. And my main role and responsibilities was, was to uh, show up, of course, at three o'clock in the morning and, um, and to help load the vans, the trucks, uh, for three different trucks, for the, the drivers who are gonna take those products and services out to the community. And uh, I worked that job. Oh, it was a tough job. <laughs> Having to work a conveyor, a conveyor belt and take the products off the conveyor belt and place them on the van according to the number system. And I won't, I won't bore you with the details. There's a rub. Okay. And I had high expectations that, oh my goodness, this could turn into a full-time job. I could leave the, the youth detention center and do this. But the benefits were great and the retirement plan was phenomenal and the pay back then wasn't too bad at all. And I thought this could be my dream job. And then one day after my six months was, were, were over, I got that phone call one morning after getting off work at 9.30 that morning, get home and uh, taking a, a shower and, and in the bed. And all of a sudden the phone rings and I get the news. Steve, I'm sorry, buddy, but um, we're going to have to let you go. <laughs> I, said, I said to the guy who hired me, I said, what, what, what was my, what's the issue? He said, well, Steve, uh, you just, you're not going to work out here. You, you, you don't do too well on, on loading the trucks, okay? Uh, you're causing you're causing us to be behind on production on productivity. <laughs> so I tell you that that floored me. That was um, woo, wow. That was a a hit to the gut. Okay, and uh, I remember lying there thinking, okay, I can either choose to try to sleep with this news, which was hard to do, or I could do something different. Okay, now time out for a moment. Here's a teaching point. You know as well as I do that one of the most powerful things that you and I can do is to take action. Here's a statement for you. Nothing happens until you take action. If you really want satisfaction, if you look at the last six letters of that word, satisfaction, the last six letters are A-C-T-I-O-N. 
If you really want satisfaction, you got to take action. And when you take action, you will get satisfaction. Here's another one that will help you. When something bad happens to you, you have the ability and the capacity to make at least two to three things good happen for you. So that day, I'm lying there with a choice to either lie there in my pity. I'm lying there on my bed and I'm thinking, oh, I could really tap into the victim's role. I think I've shared with you before, it bears to be repeated, that inferiority is a state of mind in which you've declared yourself a victim. Oh, I could sit there and just be real hard on myself and allow that villain to show up and go, <laughs> I told you you were a fat flunker. I told you you were a failure. And look at you, you failed again. <laughs> That's the sound of my villains, my the villain's voice in my previous life. But that day, without me really having a strong conscious awareness of it, all I'm simply doing today is, is drawing from an event that happened in my past life, and I'm sharing it with you now from a different level of awareness, the good that, that came out of that situation. So the third choice that I had is what I simply did. I got up. I just got up out of that bed. I dressed up, okay, and I went out. And what I mean by that is that uh, at my local church that I was attending at the time, there were some people that uh, were sick and in, in, at the hospital. And so I got in my car and I went that day. And for about two hours, I just went from different rooms to visit sick people, to say prayers with them and that kind of thing. And um, it was my way of showing up in somebody else's life and making their day. You, you get it? In other words, operating from that hero's journey in my own life. Get up, dress up, and go out. And it was so vitally important for me to, to take that lesson back then and to bring it forward today and to have you and I on this podcast to recognize that we all have that ability on the inside of us to do that. You see, my friends, I want to give you something here today. And I hope, I trust that you've already received a lot of value from this podcast. But I want to, I want to challenge you, with even with that story as well, of recognizing that with the gift of imagination, you can literally change the course and change the character that you've been operating from, okay? And one of the ways you can do that is by acknowledging, okay, that you have strengths. Now, listen to me very carefully. Acknowledge your strengths, eh, okay, and as well as your weaknesses, but value your uniqueness. Let me repeat that again because you, you really need that, okay? Acknowledge your strengths and as well as your weaknesses. But listen to my friend, always my hero friend. Okay, the, the friend, the person who's listening to me right now, listen to my voice right now. And you're recognizing that in the midst of everything that you've dealt with and gone through in life, there is something about your life that is unique. 
That's why I love it. Listen to me very carefully. I love what I shared earlier about the fact that a loved child, I think I shared it with you, and this is important to be reminded, a loved child would take it for granted that he or she is valued and will carry, carry that confident feeling through to adulthood. I just want to be a voice of value in your life today a guide from the side. I want to be a quarterback, okay? I'm passing, I'm giving you a pass, I'm giving you a handoff, okay? That you have confident, confidence inside of you. It, it, it showed up in your life because of being a loved child. Now listen to me, you're probably thinking, but Steve, what you don't know is that my childhood wasn't loaded with love. It doesn't matter. The reason why you are still here, you, every person that is here, there, there was some type of indication of love. The mere fact that your parents got together was a short time of love. But on top of all of that, you showed up. Listen, your life was planned by God. <laughs> you didn't just show up here as an accident. You showed up on purpose. You showed up with a purpose. You were planned on being here. <laughs> okay. So you have a confidence. You have, listen, take it for granted that you are valued. Take it for granted that you are loved. And take it for granted that you can carry your confidence all throughout your adulthood. And in order to do that, automatically, my friend, you switch, you shift from being the villain, from being the victim to becoming the hero of your own journey. I just love that. So it's time. It is time to get up. It is time to dress yourself up. Okay. <laughs> and it's time to go out and make a major difference. Be that on your job, be that in your family, okay? For those, when you are working on your job, remember, you're making a difference. You're working, you're exchanging your, your, your productivity, your energy for a service, and you're being compensated for what you do, and all of that is making a difference. If you're a young parent, let me speak to you from, my, from my, my space of being a young parent. It is nothing like, check this out, living as a parent from the, from the role of being a hero. Listen, wouldn't you much rather be raised by a hero than a villain? Wouldn't you much rather be raised by a hero and not a victim? And, what, it, it, and listen, aren't you doing your family a great service by choosing to raise them from, from the role of a hero and not a victim or a villain? Think about it. And I believe without a doubt, without a doubt, if you reflect on that thought, it's going to empower you as it is empowering me even right now to recognize I can get up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not putting on my brother's shirts anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. Level of awareness now, my dressing up now is to put on whatever it, it takes for me to put on to dress myself in a way that exudes the confidence that I'm carrying throughout my adulthood 
that showed up that I took for granted, that helped me to overcome those stuck points of where I took on that victim's role or that villain's role. So I want to encourage you, my friend, get up, dress up, and let's go out. Thank you so very much. I trust that you've enjoyed this episode. Be well. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to visit the website at www.steveadennis.com. You can follow on Facebook and Instagram. Please subscribe to the podcast via Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify at stevedennis1.podbean.com. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. Thank you so much for listening. See you on the next episode.